Hello, sisters and brothers, and welcome to the Solidarity Center podcast, an interview show that highlights and celebrates the individuals working for labor rights, the freedom to form unions, and democracy across the globe. I'm your host, Shauna Bader-Blau. We've explored on this podcast the powerful role unions play in upholding and fighting for democratic freedoms that so many of us just take for granted, like the right to speak freely. In Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland, the authoritarian government knows the collective strength of workers and their unions can build democracy. And so they seek to repress this vital voice. Back in 2014, I remember when President Obama convened the first African Leaders Summit in Washington, D.C. And hundreds of heads of state from across the continent, plus civil society leaders and union leaders, converged on the city, including unions from Swaziland, as it was known then. Our brothers and sisters from Swaziland were appalled by the role their government was playing in the summit pretending to be for democratic freedoms and rights while repressing folks at home. And so they organized a small protest targeting their own government in front of the White House. I went to that protest and I remember the next day, the headline in the newspaper in Swaziland, their local paper read, strangle those unionists. This repression against these brothers and sisters, the brave union leaders of Iswatini, is long-standing. My next guest is on the front lines of the fight for democracy in Iswatini. Sticks and Kambule is General Secretary of the Swaziland Transport, Communication, and Allied Workers Union. He was driven out of Iswatini for leading a strike in January to improve working conditions. He speaks to us as representatives from several Southern African countries are now going to be gathering at the end of this month in Zambia for a democracy summit where participants will redouble their focus on moving forward democracy in countries like Eswatini. It's an honor to be able to talk to you today, General Secretary Sticks and Kambole, General Secretary of the Swaziland Transport, Communication and Allied Workers Union. In Swaziland, we, we do not have an uh, official political dissent. Um, you, don't have, you do not have any machinery that seeks to challenge um, anything on the, area, on the field of human rights. It could be labor, um, it could be social issues, uh, or even hardcore political issues. Um, it is for that reason that uh, a trade union then becomes um, the only vehicle um, that is recognized within the arid view of uh, the, the labor law in the country but also even internationally. Um, so if with inside the country nothing works out, then you have a fallback uh, to go outside and expose such things. You're a young man. Uh, who were some of your early um, mentors? Who inspired you as you got involved in politics and the labor movement? I mean, when you talk of labor in Switzerland, labor rights issues, you cannot finish that conversation without mentioning a comrade uh, John Stolle, um, who led um, the, the National Center in Switzerland uh, in the earliest times um, and uh, for more than two decades. Um, any gains that labor is having in the country, including human rights issues, um, several benefits, it has been the fruits of what uh, uh, Comrade uh, uh, John Stolle did 
for the people of Swaziland, not just labor, but he extended um, the agenda beyond labor issues. There are tangible benefits today in the country that are being enjoyed as a result of his efforts with the collective of the leadership that they were working with then. And I know the labor movement in Iswatini, previously Swaziland, has been active in promoting the rights of workers and for democratic participation in the country for decades. We often hear in this podcast and other conversations with trade unionists around the world that labor movements create tangible benefits for workers, and yet governments and employers are very frequently at odds with workers and the gains they want to make. There is a concern um, to say. When the general attitude of the government lacks respect for workers, um, that um, ordinarily translates to unacceptable conduct to certain employers. Um, that is why when we deal with uh, labor rights issues, um, in more ways than one, we extend beyond labor because um, the problems that normally face are faced by workers. They do not uh, uh, come um, outside uh, the state order of things at national level. That is why we are persistent in that call. And uh, to some of us, it has been made very much unfavorable from the region. But we are not here to save the region. We are here to save the workers. If workers are happy, we are going to carry on with that conversation. Some of the most uh, inspiring and brave labor movement leaders I have actually met in my um 20 years of working globally have been from your country. I'm familiar with some of the forms of retaliation that you experience from the armed forces, from the government, legal as well as physical repression of trade unionists um, and activists in the country. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, the repression of the state? Well, uh, sure this is a very, a very, very, very disturbing um, eventuality that we face um, in Swaziland. Um, you know, we are facing a very autocratic and um, now a very, very, very dangerous regime. Um, last year, in November, we, we led um, several uh, jobs their ways, and uh, the response by the regime it has been to unleash its army. Um, and firing of live bullets on the streets of Manzini were painted red with blood of workers. Um, so um, we are not just talking history. Uh, the current events that are happening uh, suggest that um, the regime is really crazy uh, in terms of uh, using excessive force. Um, yes, it is a correct position. A lot of um, activists and critical voices uh, against the regime uh, have been uh, driven out of the country. Those that remained in the country, they live under constant uh, uh, surveillance, uh, repressions, and aggressions that are being furthered by, by the regime. Um, but what is quite inspiring is that um, the people of Swaziland are determined. Uh, to be part of a conversation that is going to change their discourse. Um, it is a reality. Um, activists, and uh, not just labor, beyond labor, uh, they are littered outside the country. Inside the country, uh, we are bearing 
uh, our own comrades each and every month. Even this past week, uh, there's been barriers for mm. people that have been killed by immigration. Mm. What's it like to experience uh, losing comrades, friends, activists in the country when you yourself are in exile? You know, that is the, more, that is the most uh, painful thing, um, Comrade Sean. I think um, it's more painful than even death because when we are dead, you don't have anything. You know, um, for me to hear that uh, my own lawyer, my own friend, um, Akeda, that we've been together in the trenches uh, for the longest time, um, a celebrated human rights lawyer, um, and an award-winning one, uh, to learn Rudolf Masago, um, to only follow about his death and his burial, without going there myself to bury him. That's a very, very painful experience. But um, we draw strength that um, there are those of our own who says they are going to lay their lives uh, for the liberation of our people. That's what gives us courage. That's what gives us um, the ability to go. Can you tell us a little bit about our, uh, our brother, the legal advocate, lawyer, Tulani, who was who we lost in that brutal killing. Tell us a little bit about his dedication to the labor movement, a little bit about your friend. You see, um, Tulane, Tulane has been a comrade even at his varsity stage. Um, and he has remained true to the cause of the struggle, um, even when lots of his peers were being engaged um, in a very improper and irregular ways, um, being recruited to be judges, uh, being engaged by the state uh, to do uh, certain uh, jobs and functions. And yes, we do have quite a number of candidates uh, who uh, chose to side with the regime. But Tulane remained true uh, to the revolution and these last days. And um, even when it comes to labor, we had a challenge with our own national center in 2012, where the government deregistered it after it pursued a very strong position around democratization of the country to say Swaziland is not a democracy and uh, we are going to fight and push for a democratization of the country. The only response um, the king's government did was to deregister that federation. Even when we were struggling to get an attorney uh, to take up that matter which was being viewed as a political uh, comrade Tulane became available uh, to take up that matter. Even on a few days before his assassination, uh, which we believe it has been engineered and planned by the state, there has been one young lawyer who came to him after being intimidated by the state to say he mustn't represent certain uh, people that are deemed to be anti-state. who went to report that to Comrade While he was still working on that one, uh, he met uh, his death. 
So it has been one uh, figure that inspires all of us in terms of saying, no matter the difficulties, shouldn't abandon the cause of our people. You know, when I hear you talk about the cause of the people, and I, I listen to the decades of movement building work that the labor movement and comrade lawyers like Tulani uh, have helped support, but also in the rest of civil society. When I when I hear about that collective movement for democracy, I I'm really curious, you know, to understand more in your in your vision and your view, all of you collectively. What are you fighting for? You know, what does Iswatini look like when you win? Um. You know, Shona, it's it's it's, it's very um, very much unacceptable that at this present day uh, you would have a state that has ratified all 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 uh, good-looking uh, international uh, agreements, treaties, conventions that uh, commit to respect of workers' rights and. Uh, civil liberties. And then it goes back home. The, the, the modus and the structure of the government is just a family arrangement. It's all interconnected into the institution of the monarchy. It, it fully controls the legislative arm of government, the judiciary, and the executive. And the people has got, have got no control over the government, yet the government survives and, and, and lives through uh, uh, the people, in particular the working class, which are making um, uh, contributions uh, towards the setting up the state and resources that comes through. The only thing that we want to see um, changing in Swaziland. It's a people-centered people government that is going to listen to the uh, uh, challenges and, and, and critical uh, uh, aspects of government and uh, the cries of the people and be accountable to the people. And the people should have um, an ability to form the government and also to change the government. At the state that we are at, we are just demanding the basis of what could be defined as democracy. A government that is formed by the people and serving their interests. It's a pity that a calling for such a basics around democracy and calling to, uh, 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 these um, uh, um, things which the country has signed and agreed to say, this is what we're going to do back home. And then we are counting the number of um, vets around that question. It's so unfortunate. Tell me about who works in coalition with the labor movement in Swaziland to help sort of raise the voice of civil society despite the repression? Who are some of labor's allies? What is good about the Swazi people is that they are just one nation. Um, 
And um, there is little that divides us than what connects us, um, which is why the mode of uh, engagement in such matters cut across um, the society. It involves labor. It involves uh, civil um, uh, society organizations. It, it involves faith-based faith um, organizations. Um, business, of course, with the weaknesses that they are, they have, but yes, they do form part of the conversations. And what is very much um, um, inspiring, Shona, is that um, Tulan Masego has been leading such an umbrella formation uh, following the massacre that was um, um, done by the regime to our people in June 2021, uh, where over uh, 200 people were killed um, at, at the order of, of the king's government. Um, he formed that organization where it was representative of uh, trade unions, um, political parties, um, all other civil society organizations, faith-based, including business. Um, so, Ali's inside the country, we are just one unit. And then outside the country, um, it does um, show up in, in a haphazard um, arrangement. We would not have um, one uh, safe to say, of the recent times, we have been very much um, um, happy to see even the diplomatic missions uh, responding to this issue um, and making a practical commitments um, to say certain things must change. What was quite interesting as well was to see the drastic decision that was taken by the EU Parliament on this was a question. Are there other actions you'd like to see from neighboring African nations? You've mentioned the EU Parliament decision, other uh, international bodies. That uh, What are some actions you'd like to see them take, governments and other international bodies, in order to put some, some pressure or send a signal to the uh, government of uh, Iswatini? The position that we would want to see and that we are engaging um, our, our own comrades uh, to push to. It's a calculated action to the ruling elite because um, those guys, if they feel the pinch today, they will take the decision tomorrow. But any other decision that is going to suggest um, sanctions, uh, this and that, um, they can still leave from our blood and sweat, uh, but we will be the first ones to to hear such pressures and uh, and, and uh, difficulties that come with it. And also, we would like institutions like um, the the SADC, um, the AU, the UN um, to hold such uh, member states accountable for what they do. You mentioned that we're having this conversation while you are attending a conference of the International Transport Federation, the Global Union Federation that brings together workers from transport around the world. How important has international labor solidarity been to your movement, the labor movement of Iswatini? 
you know, um, Shona, the, the only thing that uh, um, the the labor movement and the working class taught us very well is solidarity. And solidarity at times without even paying any cent around it. We've been a member of the um, of the ITF, International Transport Workers Federation, from 1990. And we can count quite a number of gains we've got um, around it, even gains where the regime had to retreat and, 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 and uh, abandon some of its decisions it has taken. And uh, they know even now that um, they have got to reconsider some of the decisions they have taken. Uh, because of the noise that labor is raising and uh, practical solidarity that is being offered. Um, and then they are becoming very clear to say, these people, they are not uh, alone. Um, we touch them, we touch the global community. Um, they will have to review and calculate the decisions um, and the actions they have taken against them. Well, to my brother, Comrade Sticks and Kambole, General Secretary of the Swaziland Transport Communication and Allied Workers Union, I can tell you that you are not alone. Uh, thousands and, and thousands of uh, individual workers and hundreds of union organizations around the world stand with you in solidarity with your struggle and your fight for uh, fairness, justice, and democracy for workers and all the people of, of Eswatini. Is there anything else um, we didn't talk about that you'd love to share with our listeners before we go? We we can only say um, workers of the world, um, they must unite. And uh, institutions um, like um, Solidarity Center and, and some other um, uh, global uh, labor uh, formations, um, they should accelerate such courts. I mean, um, to, to even hear that there are people who are available out there um, thinking and sharing um, the pain and uh, atrocities that you go through. It, 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 it just turns such things into an inspiration and a hope uh, for a better tomorrow. Um, we would want to um, even commit to our comrades um, to say we are going to be with them. Um, in happiness and in sorrow and in the trenches, we are going to continue with the revolution. We are not going to abandon them. We draw strength from those who lay down their lives for liberation. What a powerful description of how people in Iswatini are willing to risk everything for freedom, for democracy, for basic human rights. We heard how repression, harassment, and even violence are being unleashed on workers and their unions because the authoritarian regime understands that unions not only stand up for democracy, they embody it. By bringing together the collective voice of all workers, unions fight for decent working conditions, but also for the freedoms fundamental to all democratic societies. As Sticks told us, unions work toward these goals in partnership with other human rights groups in Iswatini, across Africa, and throughout the world to ensure global democracy will thrive. 
At the Solidarity Center, we stand with the brave people of Eswatini who inspire us to intensify our efforts to do everything we can to support them in their struggle for democracy. You can follow and subscribe to the Solidarity Center podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. Learn more about the Solidarity Center at SolidarityCenter.org and follow our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Solidarity Center podcast is a member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network, and our show is produced and engineered by Adam Yaffe. A special thanks to the staff of the Solidarity Center who assisted with this podcast. In more than 60 countries around the world, they work to ensure a righteous future for workers fighting for dignity, freedom, equality, and justice. For the Solidarity Center podcast, I'm Shauna Bader-Blau. Thanks for listening.